celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friend. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to the dream team. Joey's not in today. He's... uh taking it off for his birthday yes he is he's celebrating that's the situation okay so we're all here we never take our birthdays off and especially dr debbie who seems to be working all the time late this morning uh rough at the office what's going on it's it's a lot of sick animals a lot of elderly pets with problems um all sorts of foreign bodies you name it foreign bodies (laughs) yeah so we had a um a bone that was caught on a dog's lower jaw was this The, the bone from the dog no, Not it was a um, little soup bone they picked oh. up at the butcher shop, and oh. they, the dog loves chewing on bones. And even though I've advised them it's not a good idea, we disco- they discovered a new way that it could be a problem. And the bone basically, while the dog was licking it with the l- tongue, it slid over the lower jaw and got stuck behind the canine teeth. And um, the poor dog was really frustrated, very anxious, and uh, they raced right down to the office. So I, I took care of things. We had to knock her out under anesthesia, and I pulled out my drill and uh, my protective eyewear, and we sawed the bone off of her jaw. She's actually wow. wearing her protective eyewear right now. <laughs> oh, so we like power tools. You yeah. know, it's always fun. <laughs> Do you have the urge to tell these people, I told you so? No, these bones are crazy. Don't, don't be giving your animals bones. Do you ever feel the urge just to give them a lecture? Well, it, that doesn't help. But what, this is a, a little bit more peculiar presentation to what can happen with bones. So most people think, oh, yeah, I, Doc, I've never seen my dog get pieces stuck in its throat or cause a problem. This is one you might not see coming, and it, it'll definitely send you to the emergency room because uh, it is hard to get that off in a moving dog who's very anxious and it's starting to cut through their gums. Yeah, now it's not cheap either. Uh, no. Yeah. You like the odd things like that, so you'll love today's show. We have the guys from Ripley's Believe It or Not. They're going to be back on the show today uh, talking about their brand-new book. We'll have giveaways for that. Also, uh, what else are we? What a... We got, uh, oh, Mikkel Becker's joining. Oh, that's so cool. She'll be joining us today. She's, uh, if you're feeling tired, sleepy, or dead, she will wake you up. She, she has a <laughs> the charisma. Energy. Yes. Stacy, what are you working on? You know, there's a lot of people that are afraid to fly, but do you ever think about your dog being afraid to fly? Well, if he is, you can get your dog into a class and he can learn how to fly. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, flapping his uh, ears together so he can fly off. <laughs> Into the wild blue yonder, sure. but I'm talking about on a plane with a whole Hollywood getup to get him to feel comfortable. I'll tell you about it. There's therapy for everybody and every dog. All the details <laughs> coming up on Animal Radio News. How cool is that? That is cool. Oh, I know. Get him on the show. Give Judy a treat. Good Judy. He never tells me when I do good. Yeah, it's right, Hal. Don't start it again, Hal. <laughs> Don't get it going. Yeah, that's right, Hal. Yeah, Judy's right, Hal. <laughs> Uh, you know who else we're going to talk to today is Ashley, what's her name? Bell. Ashley Bell. Yes. Do you know who Ashley Bell is, Dr. Debbie? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm supposed to read some she's promo, a, right? Yeah. She's a, she's a very famous person. Very. She's a she's an actress. She's an actress. Is she's, what she is. Yeah, she's working with Susan Sims on Get Your Licks on Route 66. Route 66. Oh, I know what that is. Yeah, it's a Route, big adoption route, tour. You say tomato, tomato. Yeah, well, Ashley Bell will be joining us, and we're still trying to figure out what she's done. I'm going to send uh, Alan off to the computer to the interwebby thing and yeah, see so if we I'll can research it. I'll be wearing my that. protective eyewear. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. 
I've heard of a wonder bra, but I wonder what Jill Nispel was thinking. The 35-year-old Floridian woman was recently arrested for stuffing her bra with a parrot. It was a rare green-winged parrot she stole from her employer, Baby Exotic Birds of Englewood. She then tried to trade the parrot for a vintage car, but when she told the car's owner about her bra stuffing technique, he called a good friend of his. Who just happened to be the owner of the bird shop she stole the bird from? The parrot was valued at two thousand dollars, and the bra stuffing bird snatcher was charged with grand theft. I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, this is Steve Garvey on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your animals. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. The numbers are toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. On today's show, we'll talk to the Ripley's Believe It or Not, give away some of their brand new books. Talk about some of the weird, weird animals that Dr. Debbie just loves so much. She, she, she'll look at this book. She's already, I gave it to her about a half an hour ago. She's still looking at it, looking uh, at all the weird pictures. The two-snouted um, pig. That's awesome. I, I know. know. <laughs> and the pictures. Gosh, you can see all these pictures. We'll hold up these pictures to the microphone so that you can see them during the interview. And then we'll give out the book for you to take home, put it on your coffee table. Also, Mikhail Becker will be joining us today. And uh, what has she got on? Positive reinforcement. Positive reinforcement, yes. Ignore That's your right. dog when they do something bad and reward when they do something good. Perfect. That's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. Uh, oh, are we going to the phones? I'm yes, so sorry are. about that. We have a that. caller on line one. Hi, Susan. How are you doing? We have a 13-year-old Yorkie. Oh, and okay. in the last three months, her personality has changed somewhat. Well, quite a bit, actually. And I think she is deaf. Newly okay. deaf. And... So she doesn't come when we call her. She doesn't greet us when we come home. And she's starting to have accidents in the house, which is not usual. Okay. She normally weighs about 5 pounds, 6 to 9 ounces, and now she's down to 4.6 ounces. And we've had uh, blood work done, and she's not a diabetic. And um, all of her blood panels come out well, but Mm -hmm. she's not the same dog. Okay. Well, a lot of what you're describing with some of the loss of uh, recognizing you coming out, it, 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 certainly in a dog at that age, she can be having some loss of hearing. And then that is, can be an age-related thing. So may not be a lot we can do with that. But once you are home and she's recognized that, if she's not getting up and she doesn't seem interested and she's less just generally less active in the home environment then we really would want to look at something of cognitive dysfunction and this is a condition that we kind of call it doggy alzheimers but it isn't necessarily the same thing but we do know that older dogs and cats can have significant mental decline as they're getting into their double digit years as they're getting older and some of the things we really look at are going to be um, loss of interaction, um, interest in the humans in the household, the regular schedules, uh, the comings and going of the family. If that is not the norm, that can be a symptom of this. Now, some of the other symptoms can also be failure uh, to know house training skills, so having potty accidents at any time of the day. 
Um, some dogs may even have a kind of a switch in their sleep cycles. So instead of sleeping at night, they'll be up, pacing, wandering, and alert during the night hours. And they may be sleeping all during the day hours. If, if those kind of things are going on, then we could have something um, that fits into this cognitive decline that um, there are medications and supplements that we can use to help pets with that. And that would be something that I would definitely consider. Now, if your vet has done lab work and has eliminated a lot of the common things, uh, you know, sometimes there's some additional things that I might look at. Um, in older pets, we can see them kind of slowing down and get less interactive with blood pressure issues. So, especially in a Yorkie, hypertension can happen. So, you know, checking some blood pressure wouldn't be a bad idea there. And then um, just making sure that arthritically um, in an older pet that we manage pain as best we can. Even if you don't think you see it, um, something more than glucosamine may be indicated for a pet in that age group there. Um, but I'd, I'd say you have to trust your instincts, Susan. And if you're seeing a major change in your pet's behavior, those those are those kind of symptoms that you really want to kind of shout out to your veterinarian. And even if that first lab work was normal, you know, I'd say go back and say, you know what, just something's not right. Um, you see her every day. You know what's going on. And that's where your instincts really help a lot for the veterinarian to know how much we need to be concerned or how much we need to look into something. Well, I did suspect a little dementia, just from mm-hmm. her behavior. Um, and she is 13, so in human years, is that still seven years per human year for a dog? You can kind of approximate that. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a different formula. In, in larger, I'm sorry, small breed dogs actually last a lot longer. So if you if you were to multiply like a 17-year-old dog by seven, you know, it's improbable that a human would live that long. They definitely do live longer, but in that age, and I usually say the double digits. <laughs> so for me, any dog in the double digits, I'm on the watch for some of the senior-related health things, arthritis, mental decline, kidney disease, liver disease, and, and really being aware for those things. And you're very astute in, in noting that. And I would say there are some really good medications we can try. Um, L-Depronel is one that helps to increase uh, dopamine activity in the brain, and it can help. I do find a lot of folks wait too long, unfortunately, when the pet's showing these kind of symptoms. And just like folks with Alzheimer's, a lot of these medications and supplements can help better if we get on board with that when the symptoms are a bit more mild before they're actually kind of doing circles and they're stuck in corners and, and you're having to you know find them in the house because they can't find their way around. Um, so definitely, I would, you know, speak up, chat with your veterinarian, and, and I'd want to see about getting your baby on some things that could help. Okay. I always like to tell people that, you know, old dogs, you know, age is not a disease. So old dogs don't just die of being old. There's usually something going on. So if you're seeing a symptom, something's not right, you know, see your veterinarian about it. All right. Got some notes. Thank you so much. Thanks for your call, Susan. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. To my left, Dr. Debbie, veterinarian, uh, answering all your questions. Let me tell you, she's well-versed in uh, iguanas, uh, all kinds. Of, she practices in Las Vegas, so that's, you know, there's a lot of weird animals there. Uh, but you're a dog. You're talking about the animals or the people? The, both the animals and both the people. <laughs> both. Also, dog trainer Alan Cable, communicator Joy Turner. And usually, dog father Joey Villani, who's out for his birthday today. Stacy Cohn, working hard in the newsroom. What do you got going on? You know, it's been alligator hunting season. I didn't even know they had something like that, but they do. And uh, I think a couple weeks ago, we talked about an alligator that was uh, 723 pounds. Yep. Well, guess what? That record's been broken. 
This alligator is huge. Broke the tip. The scales took three lines to wow. get this guy in. I'll give you the details of exactly how much he weighed and how long he was. Coming up on Animal Radio News. You know, can, can I just say something? Yes, please. You know, you know these these crazy people. I mean, you know, it, it's the same thing with the dogs. If they do a dog movie, people run out and get that dog. Well, now you got this show called Swamp People, and you got this other show called Gator Hunters, or whatever the heck it's called. Oh, you know. Yes. And so now the lunatic people that are like the amateurs, they're all going out there. They're all gator hunting. So get ready for your onslaught of people losing limbs. Just get. I'm just saying. Just get ready for it because it's coming. Duck Dynasty, the biggest reality show on cable ever, believe that or not. I have not I seen it yet. Show. Have you seen it? What is it about? Oh, my gosh. What do these well, guys it's do? Just, these guys are geniuses. Um, they all have big, long beards. They're all related. And to they ZZ came up Top. They, they, okay. Yeah, they make, they make duck calls. That's what they do. They have a company that makes duck calls that they invented. But they're, uh, they're what do you call it when people go back and forth? They're, uh, they're, they're, their, banter, their banter and interaction with each other is freaking hysterical. They're just funny people. And I, it's I, just funny to watch that. I just can't believe it's the tum- number one reality yeah. show over, like, Survivor or uh, oh, oh, Big Brother. Amazing Race. It has beat oh, all of those just, out. So It's so funny. I mean, you know, the grandpa's going in this with this last episode. He's going, I figured it out. He goes, when I when I pass, I want to be stuck. I want to taxidermy. I want to be taxidermy. And then he's <laughs> telling the son, saying, you can have me for a week. And the, and the guy chimes in and goes, I don't want you for a minute. <laughs> We'll head back to the phones. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Flex RX. And like people as dogs get older, arthritis is the most common problem that they face. And Flex RX doesn't just mask those symptoms, it restores natural joint function. Flex RX, it's available at Pet Supplies Plus. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in summer. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. FlexRx is available at Pet Supplies Plus or visit ProLabsPets.com. John Paul Pet, a complete system for cleansing, conditioning, and grooming. Try John Paul Pet's Avapucci Shampoo and Avapucci Conditioning Rinse with Hawaiian White Ginger and Shine Memory. Your pet's coat will glisten for days after shampooing, simply by brushing. Or use John Paul Pet's Oatmeal Shampoo to moisturize and soothe, along with the full body and paw wipes for cleaning on the go. Available in special box sets at Petco. John Paul Pet, pet care with a salon pedigree. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Fido Friendly Magazine presents the fifth annual month-long pet adoption tour, Get Your Licks, on Route 66. Sponsored by Ford and Animal Radio with accommodations provided by Kempton Hotels. And special thanks to Car App sponsor, Stella and Chewy's. And our safety sponsor, Tag, the GPS Pet Tracker. This life-saving tour travels from L.A. to Chicago, supporting adoption events. 
Log on to FidoFriendly.com to find out where the tour stops in a city near you and join the Get Your Licks on Route 66 Pet Adoption Tour, saving lives one shelter at a time. Radio, toll free at one 405 That's directly to Dr. Debbie, our veterinarian extraordinaire, dog trainer, Alan Cable, dog father, Joey Volani, and Joey Turner. Turner, Turner, Turner. Actually, Joey is out of town today. He's, uh, it's his birthday. It is his birthday, and I didn't realize that we can take our birthdays off. Yeah, I know. Mine was here? last week, and I didn't take mine yeah, off. Yeah, you were working hard. Yeah, what's that about? He's had more time off this month. Than, but I want, as I've mentioned before, I won't mess with him. He is a teamster, <laughs> or he, he's a union guy. He's uh, a Sopranos guy. That's him. He's exactly like he sounds. And he's you a joy yeah. boy. If you want to wake up tomorrow morning, you let him do whatever he wants. He wears a broken leg on a gold chain around his neck. It's a beautiful piece of jewelry. Drives around in a in a Porsche Boxster that he just got. I know. Maybe that was a birthday present. Sweet. Facebook him. Be his Facebook friend, and you'll get all the pictures of his uh, brand okay. new car and his animals and, and such. He lets anybody be his him, Facebook friend, by the way. Yeah. It takes him twenty minutes to get in and out of that car. It really does. It, it does. I didn't know that. Why? I'm just agreeing uh, with you for no reason. He's a man. He's a man of substance. <laughs> let's put it that way. Not anymore. No. Hey, oh, really? You should have seen him before you started. Yeah, boy, oh, he I was did a, not know he that. Was a big guy. Lost yeah, a lot he of still weight. is a big guy. Yeah. But he's a muscular man. He's a very big muscular man. Let's go to Terry. Hey, Terry. Hey, how are you doing today, brother? Doing doing good. Brother from another mother? What's, Do I? <laughs> what, so what's going on? How can we help you, man? Well... Well, I could use three and a half million dollars so I could just go home and lay around with my dogs all the time. But well, hold on. Hey. Let me see if I can get a collection in the studio here. I got three cents. I got a couple of bucks. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be able to get that. But if we did, if we could, you know we would, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Checks in the mail. I'll still respect <laughs> you in the morning. <laughs> uh, so what's going on I with Randall? I don't Randall? know if this is a Dr. Dr. Debbie or, or an Allen question. Okay. But my lab, I'm not sure how old she is. She's... 10, 11, 12 years old. I, I found her in the middle of a blizzard. Uh, here lately, she's taken up to eat in the drywall in the house. Drywall? Wow. Yeah. She chews on the drywall. She'll wake my wife up in the middle of the night chewing on the drywall. She don't just chew it. She eats it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> she, she's literally eating me out of house and home. Oh, jeez. Is, is this something she's always done, or it's only just in her just most recent d- days she's doing that? She's always been a chewer as a pup. Uh, the wife's got a solid oak table, and when we would leave her alone, the vet said she was having uh, anxieties from being left alone. I can't remember exactly what he said. So he'd give us some advice. He said, spray perfume on it, and it'll stop her from chewing. Well, it did. And she only seems to do this wall chewing thing when I'm not home. Mm, okay. All right, well. Because I've never caught her at it. You just you just find the evidence and you have to do the drywall repair afterwards. <laughs> Wife does I don't. She doesn't do it when I'm home. How, how do you know it's not termites? When I'm home, they're all in the bed. <laughs> they're all in the bedroom with me, and when when I'm gone, they all go in the bedroom with her. 
You know, how many you Hal, got? The, Hal, you're, you're not far off with some folks. I have had folks where their dog will chew the wall, uh-huh. and you know, we talk about behavior modification and all this, and they actually can have like, you know, if you, if you're in an area where you can have mice, you know, they definitely can get into the wall. So oh. if it's something like that, you know, just look at your pest oh, control. Yeah. But for oh, me, yeah. for an older dog, um, I'm going to chime in here first before Alan. And, and an older dog, I do worry if this is a new behavior. So. Uh, she's always always had a chewing outlet, and now she's starting to look at things that are a bit more peculiar or unusual. That that does alert me to a condition or a symptom we basically call pica, which is when animals eat unusual things that make no sense, like eating dirt, eating um, coins, things around the house that they might not normally do. And that can sometimes be a symptom of something going on internally. So for an older pet, I like to make sure I do a, a recent blood panel, and the reason is I like to look for things um, involving the red blood cells. Make sure we're not anemic, because uh, a lot of times animals, when they're anemic, oh. they have a innate drive to uh, look for iron, so they may start eating things like dirt, soil, rocks, and so forth. So just a little medical check you may want to do, um, and then from there, you know, certainly all the behavioral things that I think we can work with there. If we're a younger dog, I've had some great successes with... Um, some of the Labradors that come to my office in getting them into a physical activity, getting them into doggy daycare, keeping them occupied, uh, especially if they have problems being confined and if they get destructive or they get really anxious being cage confined. Uh, physical activity is the magic cure, getting them out, getting them moving. Um, but I would want to make sure that y- your older pup is not uh, having something medically going on causing that. She's healthy. I call her my little fat land whale because she'll eat anything that don't eat her first. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Do you guys have a crate? Have you ever put her in a crate? Uh, we had one, but we've gotten rid of it. Uh, they pretty much, I've got five dogs in the house. i got two shepherds, a St. Bernard, a lab, and a beagle mix, and three of them are rescues, and they pretty much have the run of the house. Have the other dogs always been there? Did you get a new dog recently? No. The dog that's chewing, before she started chewing drywall, did she chew other stuff around your house? Yeah, she chewed up the wife's table. Has anything changed in your house, anything at all? Have you started a new job? Did you bring in new furniture, anything? I'm just curious. No. Okay. Well, you know, I'll tell you why dogs do that. Uh, Regarding, as far as, you know, as long as there's nothing medically wrong with the dog, dogs chew to discover and explore the world, and they also chew because they're bored. Sometimes they're anxious. Sometimes they're afraid. Sometimes they just want attention. And if a dog learns that he or she can get attention by chewing drywall, then he certainly will do it to get that attention. Also, tiring your dog out is a really good way to uh, keep a dog from chewing undesirable objects. But the way to stop it, it's pretty simple. It just takes time and patience on your part and monitoring. You have to monitor your dog. So you either have to put the dog in a room where there's nothing you care about that she can chew up or in a crate until you're ready to monitor your dog. And one of the techniques I love to use to get a dog to stop chewing what I don't want him or her to chew and to start chewing what I do want him or her to chew is to get like one or two dog toys. They have the ones that are scented like meat or ones that you can put peanut butter in. And you pretty much just put this thing in your dog's mouth all the time. It's like a mental toy where they have to figure out how to get the food out or your scent is on it and a meat scent is on it. And whenever you put those two toys in your dog's mouth, you're like, good dog, good dog. And so you're teaching the dog that, hey, it's cool to chew this thing. 
you know, he likes it when I chew it, and I get attention, and it also smells good. So when you teach a dog something, you always use positive reinforcement. You always make the dog feel good for doing the right thing. And when a dog is doing the wrong thing, it's always your fault because you're not there to prevent it, monitor it, or keep it from happening. So if your dog has free run of your house, well, there's no way for you to correct the behavior because you're not catching your dog in the act of chewing the drywall. Therefore, as frustrating as it may seem, it's not going to solve the problem to give your dog free run of the house. It's only going to make you more tense and your dog more tense. So you have to get a crate, and you have to keep your dog in the crate until your wife is ready to monitor the dog, either by having the dog attached to her with a leash or following him around so that when you when you catch him chewing the drywall, you go, Hep! real quick sound, Hep! So to, to re-divert his attention, to refocus his mind on you, then you take that toy, stick it in his mouth immediately, and you go, good boy. And that's it. You just have to you know, be diligent. problem with that, Alan, is she does it at night when the wife's asleep. Well, she should be in a crate. I just said, you got to put her in a crate. There is no problem. The problem is that you're reluctant to put her in a crate. That's the problem. The dog doesn't have a problem. It's your problem. You have to confine her because whenever a dog does something wrong, it's your fault. It's not her fault. You have to prevent her from doing the wrong thing by making sure that she can't. And then you have to reward her for doing the right thing by following her around and catching her doing that. And that's how you teach a dog what you want and what you don't want. A lot of people hate putting their dogs in crates. A lot of people think it's mean. It actually isn't. Dogs learn to love crates. As a matter of fact, a lot of dogs love them from the beginning instinctually because, you know, they like the den. They love that. So they like small, confined spaces. And if you're worried about the crate, you just get one. You leave the door open. You start feeding the dog in there. You start giving her treats in there. She'll start going in there by herself. She'll start sleeping in there by herself. Because every time she goes in there, you go, good dog. And then every time she comes out, you go, good dog. Terry, thank you so much for calling, and thank you for listening to Animal Radio. We appreciate it. A quick check of the news right around the corner. What are you working on there, Stace? Do you know the difference between a service dog and a therapy dog? Sure. Well, there is a difference. And you know what? For $65 now, you can get papers, patches, and a vest and make your dog look like an official service dog. You can even buy a prescription letter from a psychiatrist after taking an online quiz. I'll give you all the details of this shady stuff. And you know who you are that abuses. Coming up on Animal Radio News. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by John Paul Pets Awapuchi Shampoo. I'm actually wearing a service dog, service vest right now. People use me as their dog. He's I'm a service trained. human. Check out John Paul Pets Awapuchi Shampoo and Awapuchi Conditioning Rinse for a great shine as well as John Paul Pets Oatmeal Shampoo for full body and paw wipes to moisturize and soothe. Available in the special box sets at Petco. John Paul Pet tested on humans first. We actually do. We use the folks, shampoo. Yeah. Yes, we do. A lot of folks don't know that I'm an, I'm allowed in most restaurants and movie theaters now with Hal because I am his service human. He has to wear a vest and everything. This is Animal Radio. John Paul Pet, a complete system for cleansing, conditioning, and grooming. Try John Paul Pet's Avapuchi Shampoo and Avapuchi Conditioning Rinse with Hawaiian White Ginger and Shine Memory. Your pet's coat will glisten for days after shampooing, simply by brushing. Or use John Paul Pet's Oatmeal Shampoo to moisturize and soothe, along with the full body and paw wipes for cleaning on the go. Available in special box sets at Petco. John Paul Pet, pet care with a salon pedigree. 
Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Hey, this is Guy Fieri. Now, when your recipe calls for red peppers, chili powder, garlic, and onions, you got the start of some awesome chili and maybe some heartburn. If that's the case, roll out the Rolaids liquid. Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. New Rolaids liquid gets you back in the action fast. Even when your worst heartburn symptoms flare up, Rolaids liquid dual active formula coats and soothes for rapid relief. New Rolaids liquid in your choice of mint or cherry. Use as directed. R-O-L-A-I-D-S. Now that's how you spell relief. Go on, sweetie. Jump to Dad. I'm not sure, Daddy. The water's cool. There are moments in life that cause us to hesitate. Jump right here. Uh, okay. Here I come. I got you. Good job. I did it. That was fun. But once we take action, we're really glad that we did. If you're thinking about selling your home, don't hesitate. Interest rates are low and buyers are in the market. Every market's different. Call a Realtor today and visit Realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit FosterAndSmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, have you ever taken your dog to fly with you somewhere and your dog gets all nervous and crazy? For $349, your dog can learn to fly. Now, not with its own wings, but on a plane. Security checks and bumpy air, they're all in a day's training at a Hollywood film studio to prepare your dog for a safe and calm flight. The Air Hollywood class is billed as the first in a real fuselage on a soundstage with a simulator that'll mimic takeoff, turbulence, and landing. Hollywood extras create crowds and chaos that come with terminals, luggage carts, and the blare of announcing arrivals, delays, and departures. The idea was the brainchild of Talat Captain. He's president and CEO of Air Hollywood. That's the world's largest aviation-themed film studio. He noticed a dog owner having a tough time getting his dog through airport security. The owner was stressed out. The dog was freaking out. He said, he goes, well, I figured, why don't I train those people and their dog? So last year, Air Hollywood conducted a test class. They did 60 puppies from Guide Dogs for the Blind. Some of the handlers were more nervous than the dogs because they don't like to fly, said Rick Wilcox. He oversees puppy training in Southern California. He said it was amazing how realistic it was. And you know what? The dogs came through with flying colors. I added that. A service dog is highly trained to perform a specific task for its disabled owner. It's kind of different from a therapy dog, which comforts the sick and elderly or an emotional support animal, which soothes anxiety. For people that want to take their pets wherever they go, there's a brisk business that's developed in the sale of bogus service animal certificates and vests. Tim Livinggood, he runs one of the many websites that sell this certification paraphernalia. For 65 bucks, customers can get papers, patches, and vests to make their dogs look official. They can even buy a prescription letter from a psychiatrist after they take an online quiz. He said the laws are broad enough to allow that. While his business, the National Service Animal Registry, sounds official, he says government-sanctioned registration agencies don't exist. Federal law doesn't actually require registration or identification patches. 
I think they will soon. Property managers or airlines are not allowed to mandate that service animals come with patches, and they're not allowed to ask owners to produce ID cards. There's a new laboratory device that creates three-dimensional cancer tumors that can reduce animal testing by almost a third, scientists say. The technology is part of a growing movement away from using animals to screen drugs. Most drugs are initially tested on cells in flat two-dimensional culture plates before they're evaluated in animals. This will be able to be used to study drugs that block the invasiveness of cancer as well as its growth. Get more animal breaking news at Animal Radio. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to StellaandChewy's.com. Musicians, over 700 products, representing over $40 million of inventory, all marked down to move in just a few short days. Now through Tuesday, it's Guitar Center's Gearathon Savings Event. Score drastic discounts on guitars, drums, keyboards, recording equipment, and DJ and lighting gear from top manufacturers like Fender, Gibson, Martin, Taylor, Yamaha, Cork, Shure, Pearl, Zildjian, and more. It's all priced to move by Tuesday night. Plus, play now, pay later with our best financing offer ever. Guitar Center's Gearathon Savings Event. Don't miss it. Hey, it's Guy Fieri. And before the game, it's all about the tailgating. Burgers, sausage and peppers, onions, hot wings, you name it. But come game time, if you got yourself a whole bunch of heartburn, roll out the Rolaids. Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. Rolaids gets you back in the action fast. Its dual active formula neutralizes more acid than Tums. For indigestion and heartburn, get rapid relief with Rolaids. R-O-L-A-I-D-S? Now that's how you spell relief. Use as directed. Acid neutralization may not correlate with symptom relief. This is Animal Radio. Dr. Debbie. Hello. All sorts of fun stuff here today. Oh yeah, what's going on, girl? Oh, you name it. I'm kind of running the old uh, old dog club around here. <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot of routine stuff. Anything out of the normal, out of the ordinary? Oh, just the other day, I got the fun pleasure of uh, drilling a bone that was lodged on a uh, dog's lower jaw. Had to extract that and saw that off. <laughs> How did that happen? You know those little uh, soup bones that folks give dogs to chew on and keeps them occupied? Uh And this Labradoodle just managed to get her lower jaw, just get this bone. She's trying to lick the marrow out and got it wedged over her lower jaw, slid over the big teeth, and then it got stuck there. And uh, that is wild, isn't it crazy? Yeah. So I did not grab it and roll it off. That is wild. That dog's never going to want bones again now. Oh, sure she will. You think? <laughs> Are you kidding me? She's a Labradoodle. Oh my gosh, that's scary, though, for a dog to have something stuck on their mouth like that. 
Yeah, it was. It was very frightening for her. You see a lot of weird stuff, and that's why I got you this book over here. Here, can you please hand it to me? It's a big oh, book. Jeez. Holy Huge moly. Book. Way bigger than Hal's yes. are not accustomed to books that big. No, I certainly am not. Can <laughs> but you it's help got me? lots of pictures. Help me open it yeah. so that I can see some pictures of the pictures here. Pop-ups are good. This is uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not, Dare to Look, the 3D interactive book Ooh. app, all together in, into this big old book that's the size. Remember what books used to be like, dictionaries, encyclopedias? They yeah, come around like selling encyclopedias. Those. That's what it's that's like. That's what this puppy is like. And uh, it's, we, a, it's a great diet book. Diet book? A diet book. Yes, yes. You look at some of the pictures and you're like, okay, I'm not hungry. <laughs> Oh, come on. This is cool stuff, Alan. Me and you're a wimp. This is awesome stuff. This is the, awesome stuff. This is definitely my book, Hal. And we welcome back to the airways the VP of Exhibits and Archives, Edward Meyer. How are you doing, Edward? I'm doing great. Obviously, the uh, chapter on odd food isn't a big one around you guys. No, it's uh, <laughs> definitely weird. But I gotta It's not t- my favorite either. There are a lot of animals, as usual, in here. The first one that caught my eyes was the skateboarding cat. Yeah, you never hear about that No, you kind see of thing. plenty of skateboarding dogs, but yeah. you never see the skateboarding cat. This is pretty intense. Now, do you actually go out and, and take these pictures and verify this? How does that all work? Well, um, a little bit of everything. Uh, in this particular case, no, we didn't go out and verify it ourselves. The pictures came to us. But, um, you know, it, it's a good mix. Uh, a lot of stuff finds us, and we find a lot of stuff. We have a research team in London, England, where the book is actually put together, and uh, the main team out of Orlando, Florida, where I'm talking from, and we uh, we follow all the leads wherever they come from, whether it be by email or something we see on the TV or in the local newspaper, whatever. And, you know, basically we're always asking, especially through our, our website and our social media sites, you know, if, if you've got a story, you know, let us know about it. And particularly, you know, if there's photos or videos, because our, our books, uh, this one included, Dare to Look, uh, there's over 500 great photos in this book, so it's very much a visual medium. You're, you're joking about the size. Uh, uh, we call it a coffee table book. It is 250 pages, 9 by 12, so it is a big book. It's I love the smell of it, too, too. Carry with you in your, your briefcase at the airport, probably. But uh, now, do you ever get duped by people? Do they ever? Are they ever hoaxes? Especially with the Photoshop. Yeah. Well, I can't say never, but uh, I, I certainly don't think very often. Uh, you know, I, I've been asked this question before, and it's a funny thing, because I think people want to be in Ripley's for their 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> uh, they're, they're not trying to fool us. They, they really are excited about what they've got. And if it's not what they think it is, it's usually us that tells them. Sure. You know, they, they, they think they've got the real deal, and we tell them it's not. Uh, you know, it's not them thinking it was, you know, that they could fool us. They've been fooled. But I don't think that happens too often in our business, to be honest. Pe- people are, are looking for a bit of fame and fortune uh, and fun as as opposed to trying to trick people. Sure. You know, Hal talked about the skateboarding cat, but uh, there's also a snowboarding possum. Snowboarding possum, well, really? one of the features that? in this yeah, book uh, is called OddScan, and this is a, an app you can get for free, download it to your phone, and then as you go through the book, there's 18 different pages that have a bright red and green label saying OddScan. You click on that, and you get some hidden content, and in most cases, it's video. So if you want to see the skateboarding possum, 
You can see him in 3D Technicolor on your iPhone or your iPad. Wow. He's one of the odd scan features, as is the long tail, long tongue dog, the surfing dog, and the, there's a diving, uh, driving dog. So it's a whole team that have been taught to drive cars. Yeah, we saw that. What would you say is the most bizarre, since we are an animal show, the most bizarre, most intriguing, unusual animal thing you, you have in here? Um, domestic or wild, or does it matter? Give me your best of both. Well, I, uh, well, I don't know if it's the, uh, my, my probable favorite animal photo is a see-through frog. Here, I'll hold and this up to the microphone. Let me just see if I yeah. can put my hands on that's what hot. page that's on. It's on page 62. Page 62 if you're at home. Thank you. You're quicker than I am. <laughs> that one intrigued me, too. Kids, yeah. turn your page so to 62. This is uh, a <laughs> South American frog with transparent skin. And you can literally see its body organs, uh, yeah, including the beating heart. Oh, my heart. gosh. Neat. Uh, Pretty cool, huh? Dr. Debbie Miracle. I, you know, I don't right know there. how common this is. It's, it's simply called a glass frog. It's a pretty intriguing photo, and it certainly makes me want to learn a little bit more about them, which is, you know, always part of the intent of our books is not just to entertain, but to educate as well. Yeah, with last year we had this book. We put it in the uh, studio uh, bathroom, and people would go in there and spend 15, 20 minutes in there reading. <laughs> the, not come out for a while, yes. right? One, one of the stranger, and, and in this case it's a dead animal, but on, on page 60, again with our odd scan, you've got a cat copter. And these are, are people yeah. that have oh, made yes. a, a toy helicopter, basically, from the carcass of a taxidermied cat. Yeah, we had them oh. on the air, and boy, did we hear a lot of controversy on that one there. But there's a picture of it, and I'll hold that well, up Well, I microphone. was just going to say, I'm not too pleased with this one, to be honest, but it seems to have got real popular on the Internet. And uh, uh, so far with this book, it seems to be one of the main attractions. Now, um, I don't know if it's good news or bad news, but the same two guys have now made a similar helicopter from the carcass of an ostrich. Oh. Oh, and, my gosh. And uh, somehow the ostrich doesn't seem so uh, controversial yeah. to <laughs> yeah. me. You know, I, I don't know if it's because we love pussycats or whatever, but the, the ostrich actually looks a little funnier because it's bigger and... And they don't really shape. fly anyway, so that's really interesting. That's what's really cool about it. <laughs> the, the, the flying cat and the flying ostrich are definitely popular. Whether they're the best or not, I'm not sure. Well, I had a couple of guys come in and fit me for uh, propellers so that when I die, I can be put into a helicopter. Be careful. These guys might want to be going that route next. <laughs> It's a great book, and, you know, it is radio, so it's hard what? to... I, I'm going to give 10 listeners right now the book at one 405 We're going to mail this to them? I mean, the mailing yes. alone is going to be oh. holy moly. But it's one of those books you just can't pick that, put down. You just look at all the pictures, and it's just amazing. It is an amazing book, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Edward, it is so nice to talk to you once again. I love doing it every year, and we'll look forward to next year's, and the oddities, the animal oddities, will collect in the next year. All right. Have a great day. Take care. The very enthusiastic Edward Meyer, VP of Exhibits and Archives. What a great job. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. 
Jimi Hendrix, a big cat lover. He had, I think he had about a dozen cats or so. Not a lot of people know that. Uh, let's uh, go to the phones. We have Debbie on the phone. Hi, Debbie. How are you doing? I'm all right. I understand you want to talk to Joy Turner. Yes, sir. She's right here. Hi, Debbie. How can I help you today? Well, I had a bad breakup about three years ago, and uh, he took everything, including the dogs, but he kept them locked away, and they both have finally passed, and uh, I just wanted to know if uh, Joe and Jakey knew that uh, I tried to save them, and so did the neighbors, but the way the laws are in Louisiana, we couldn't do it. Okay, so hang on a second. Let me collect them for you. Oh, good. So, first of all, they bounce into my head, and they are so delighted to be able to talk to you. They want you to know that they are absolutely wonderful at this point. They knew what was going on between you and the other gentleman, and they knew how much you wanted them. They knew how much you tried to fight for them, and they have absolutely no bad feelings about you at all. That's good. I hope they're okay. They say, oh, they are so much past okay. Everybody is magnificent once they cross over. And they said, you know, please don't worry about their life after you left because they did their best to try to teach the man some things. He didn't learn, but they did their best to try to teach him about being more loving And so they consider that it was a life well spent. Animals are very much like that quite often because if they can do something that's of service to a human, especially one that they love, then they feel like even if the human didn't get it, they still did their best and so their life was well worth it. So they consider that portion of their life to be well spent. And they want to know if if you can accept that and move forward with them being happy so that you can be happy. Well, I, I think about them every day. They say they know. And do you know that they get that every time you think about them or talk about them? They get it. They hear that. I hope so. They say, well, they do for sure. And they want to give you kisses. <laughs> and they really want to have you do something that can help you feel better because they also feel your mourning. Because I have every day. They know. And they they really want you to know that everything is okay. Everything actually is wonderful for them now. And even though their life could have been different, they oh they just said, you know the thing that humans say about making lemonade out of lemons? Yeah. They did that. So life wasn't bad for them. It wasn't what they necessarily would have chosen ideally, but it wasn't bad for them. Well, for most of us, I know together. Okay, well, thank you, ma'am. I'm you're, you're so very welcome. And just keep talking to them. They do hear you. Okay, thank you. Thanks for very call, Debbie. one 405 8405 to the Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405 Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hi, this is Prince Lorenzo Borghese on Animal Radio. Please remember to stay new to your animals.
Animal Radio. We're celebrating our connection with our pets, and I want to check in with Susan Sims. She is on the Route 66. Get your licks on Route 66 Adoption Tour. It is the fifth annual life-saving pet adoption tour, and I believe she is in Oklahoma City this weekend. Hi, Susan. How are you doing? Hi, Hal. How are you? Splendid. Splendid. Where are you? Tell me. Set the scene. We would love to be here in Oklahoma City, and you know, Ashley Bell is here, too, and I was really happy that she could come out to Best Friends with us today, and she wants to say hi. Hey, Ashley. Hey, how how are you? Thank you so much for being part of this adoption tour. Oh, absolutely. It is such an honor to uh, to be a part of this tour. All my life I've grown up with rescue pets, and they are absolutely the best. Must know that they're getting a forever home at these shelters, and, you know, you're bringing home a friend, and these dogs... Are, are your new best friend, and and it's just it's it's such an incredible feeling to to do something for them and give back. Tell us about your pets. What do you who do you have at home? Um, I have I have three dogs, um, and they're all mutts and they're all rescues. Um, there's like a poodle mix, and then two Havanese dachshund mixes that that I just rescued from the South Central area of Los Angeles. They they kind of found me. Yeah. So how many do you expect to take home from this tour? <laughs> Oh my God! I wish I could take them all home. It's it's incredible uh-huh. to be here, but it's also it's also hurting my heart because I so wanna I so wanna bring them all back. <laughs> I'm one of those foster failures. I'll foster a few animals and then, but I'll fail because I'll end up keeping those animals. Oh, yeah, yeah, that that's how it all starts. Yes, but but even fostering, like even if you know, for anybody looking to kind of bring a pet into their life or bring a foster into their life, like that's that's doing such a huge service, you know, to give that dog that time and, you know, that, that break from whatever they're going through into a warm, loving home. Every every bit counts. Now, are you one of those people that let the uh, pets sleep in bed with you there? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she doesn't I'm even, totally yeah, coat it. Of that. I'm, I'm, I kind of compare myself to, like, the like the fun aunt kind of owner. Like, uh-huh. I'll, you know, um my parents have animals as well, and I'll come in and undo all of their training and give food from the table and, like, let them get on everything. And, you know, that's what it's about. You know, when you have a pet, if you want to snuggle. You know, they're, they're your best friend. You definitely want to spoil them. Well, thank you so much. Good talking with you. Have fun today. Go adopt a lot of animals, okay? Absolutely. Thank you so much. There you go, Ashley Bell, actress Ashley Bell. And Susan, I believe Susan's coming back on the phone. I want to find out where she is next yes. weekend. Now, you're uh, you're in Oklahoma City this weekend. You're at 7001 Northwest Expressway. And at that's, the Petco. Is it a Petco? It's a Petco. Yes. And what? people can come down here until 4 o'clock. And we've got a spinning wheel where people <laughs> donate $2 to spin. I don't know if you can hear it in the background. But we have all these wonderful products and people like Stella and Chewy that as one of our sponsors, have donated. So there's the Red Doctor. You can win a cleaning for your carpet. There's kids and pets. You can get an odor remover. It's $2, and it all goes to the shelter at the end of the day. Sounds like fun. Now, the website is Get Your Licks on Route66.com if you want to find out where Susan's going to be in adopting those animals. This is the perfect time to find a furry friend. Meet up with Susan along Route 66. Next week, she'll be at the Joplin Humane Society. Um, that is at 140 East Emperor in Joplin, Missouri, then Springfield, Missouri, and then St. Louis, and we'll check in with you next weekend. Susan, thanks so much. You bet. Thank you, guys. Talk to you later. Take Bye-bye. care. There's a lot of noise in the background there. Now, do you know who Ashley Bell is? I got. I was taken by surprise. I know she's an actress. Who is that? She's she, an actress. She's an actress. You know, I can't. Is that Kristen Bell's sister? I have. 
I don't think so, and I can't think of anything she's in. My you're the hip one here, like Alan. I don't understand. You, you're the one that should know. Ashley Bell. Well, Ashley I can Bell. look it up on the internet if you'd like. I mean, I have the uh, most modern facilities at my behovel. Yeah, give that a, give that a peek on the old right, interweb. Well, let's see what happens here. and uh, see what a- comes Ashley. up with Ashley. We just spoke to Ashley Bell. She is a, an actress, and she's the spokesperson for the Route 66. Get your licks on Route 66 adoption tour that's heading across the country. Right oh, now. she's very pretty. She is very. Can you hold the picture up? Uh, can you hold Very the computer pretty. Look monitor? at that. Yeah. yeah that is oh, something. here's her. Uh, she was in The Last Exorcism. Uh, what else was she in? Uh, <laughs> let me see here. Let me get her movie thing up there. And I'm trying to find her other stuff. Unfortunately, she was killed in the first scene in that, I believe. So She was in The Black Tulip. Uh, Chasing Shakespeare, Sparks, The Bounce Back. Uh, let's see. The Penguins of Madagascar. That was a TV series? That, yeah, that was a I good show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a kid's show, you knucklehead. Hey, Bobby, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. <laughs> uh, I'm just calling because uh, I drive truck, listen to your show every weekend, and we've heard about Stella and Chewy's forever. Anyway, we always buy good dog food. Good. We bought Blue Buffalo and such. We always have bought good dog food. Anyway, we saw some at the groomers and got some of the dried, uh, freeze-dried stuff. The patties. My dog, they now are excited about a meal. I mean, <laughs> they watch as we're getting the bowls ready and filling them, and it's down in five minutes. I mean, they just... They just love their meals. It's just amazing. It's good stuff. Now, since you're a trucker, it's easy to carry around, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I thought it was just frozen. I didn't realize it was freeze-dried. And this is just, uh, I, we mix it with the with the food that they have, because I don't know that we could afford it just straight Stella and Chewy's, but we break up a chip and put it in with their other food. But, I mean, it's just that stuff. I've never, you know, the dogs are six years old, and, uh, so they've had lots of other food, you know, forever. But this has made such a huge difference. It's just exciting. Well, I am so glad that you yes. found it and that we were to help you with that. Yes. I, I mean, anybody who's ever, I mean, because I've heard you guys talk about it, send in for an example, and, you know. Well, you. And when I saw it at the groomer, I thought, well, let's just try this. And it's like, wow, they love it. You know, they just love it. So oh, really? I, I just wanted to share that, that, you know, if you truckers haven't tried it, Give it a try. You'll be amazed. Just be amazed. There you go. That's a great testimonial. Bobby, have you downloaded the Animal Radio app yet for your smartphone? Uh, No, I haven't. Okay. I encourage you to do that soon. You can uh, not only listen to the show wherever you are, but you can ask questions of the Dream Team whenever you have a question. Okay. 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 Hey, have a great day. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye now. There you go. Stella and Chewy's. Check out their website. It's StellaandChewy's.com. We're so happy to have them as a sponsor. Your dog will beg for it. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. and Animal Radio. Live simply so that others may simply live. celebrating our connection with your pets let's uh hit the phones for a call for dr debbie we have jim hey jim how are you doing good um i've got two small dogs and they got into i don't know which one ate the 
most or if they both ate, if one just ate the whole thing and the other one did not get any. What, what did they get into? What, yeah, what did they eat? Pork, pork rinds. Pork. pork rinds. Oh, I used to eat those all the time when I was oh. on the Atkins diet. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so was this a full bag of pork rinds? Uh, it would be probably uh, uh, about a half a bag. And uh, is, is anybody showing any symptoms as so far? Not so far, but um, I'm no longer with the dogs right now. I had to hit the road, and so my wife is watching them. But we did okay. have one dog years ago that we gave him pork chop fat, and she died from it. So well, I don't dog. understand. we got to back up here because I'm completely confused. Pork rinds are not good for dogs? Okay, well, pork rinds are you know really high in fat. It, it's basically the the, the deep fried fat um, from pork, and you know it's going to have a lot of salt in it, so it's kind of cured. So because of those two things, the high fat and the high salt content, it definitely can be problematic. Um, now, depending on who got it and how much was ingested by each particular dog, this may be something as simple as some stomach upset with diarrhea or vomiting. Um, I do tend to see dogs that get into this kind of thing. You will even see a greasy nature to the stools when when they're passing their stools. So that would definitely be, I'd say, on the lower end of the concern level. On the higher end of the concern level is something, um, pancreatitis, which I might be suspicious might have been what was going on with your other baby, um, because we know that in dogs, when they eat a high-fat meal, they get into the garbage, they get into the leftover things, good and goodies, and overdo it, it can trigger a problem with the pancreas, where too many of the digestive enzymes are released, it causes a abdominal pain, vomiting, can be very serious. It can be life-threatening. So that would be on the higher end of my concern spectrum. Huh. And I think with that, um, that would really, for, for your situation, Jim, I, I would honestly say we'd have to watch and see how we're doing. If we saw any symptoms of anyone not eating, having vomiting, or just abdominal pain when you kind of touch their belly and kind of just gently squeeze, if they groan or kind of cry out, that would be a pet I'd get to the veterinarian right away. Um, but, you know, because we don't know who got what and how much, um, you know, it may just be a matter of watching and waiting there. Yeah. Should we maybe wean them off of food for a little while? And How, how recently did this happen? Just yesterday. Just yesterday. Well, normally, if I have a dog that gets into something that they shouldn't, um, one one thing you can do is for some dogs, we will actually give a little bit of food along the time just to give them something else with some bulk. Um, if it's already been since yesterday, I would probably just hold them off in a fast for at least 12 hours um, just to see what happens. And, you know, if you get past the point of 24 hours without incidents, um, you, you're going to be hopefully okay, um, maybe still having some diarrhea at that point. But um, that, that'll be kind of the the point of uh, kind of going, whew, you know, and hopefully we'll be uh, past that in uh, another 12 hours. Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, well, goodness. our first dog that we lost, so she did have pancreas, something wrong with her pancreas, mm-hmm. and passed, so we're a bit concerned about it. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, if we would have caught these guys and, and I'd be talking to you like right after this happened, I'd probably be talking about some foods or some things we can do. But at this point, I think you're in the kind of the watch and wait mode there. Okay, so far there's not really showing any symptoms. Good, good. Well, very good. I hope everything turns out okay. All right, thank you. Thanks for your call, Jim. Fingers crossed there. one 405 8405 to connect with our Dream Team. What kind of foods would you give in this dog after, if it was just right after? Are there certain foods that counteract pork rinds? Um, 
mostly I would just be giving something with some carbohydrates. So whether that be just a dry kibble, um, for sometimes I'll actually give bread, believe it or not, just if it's something I want to absorb, um, you know, something that's really greasy. Um, but yeah, usually just a good, um, solid, uh, dog meal would be something I'd give them. So, uh, pork rinds can't be good for humans, can they? You know, I don't know. I think anything in moderation. Um, you know, I just, you know, you got to watch. There's a lot of salt in these suckers. If you've ever, I can't say I've eaten a full bag because I usually get greasified a mouth after a while. But they really do make you thirsty. So, um, you know, that would be the other thing for Jim to be ready for. Lots of drinking and lots of pee in there. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Yeah, we're back. They let us back on the air. <laughs> Those people. <laughs> a toll-free 1-866-405-8405. A big show for you today. We have Mikkel Becker joining us. She is the... Uh, the offspring of Dr. Marty Becker. And she's just as intelligent and just as energetic. You know, and, and it says right here on her bio and everything that she's the daughter of Dr. Becker. I don't think that she really needs to ride his coattails no, at no. all. She's she can very informative. Uh, every time she's on, she always gets Alan very excited. She's a very charismatic <laughs> young lady. You know, I, I just I love her philosophy. I mean, that's she she knows what it's about. She's she's all about what it's about. What is it about? Well, yeah, what is. <laughs> positive reinforcement and and you know teaching a dog is so much fun if you look at it that way it can be so creative to find ways to motivate them and to watch them and to figure out little techniques and things you can do to get them to do what you want it's a lot of fun you know to have a dog and i think a lot of people miss out on that fun oh and it's exciting when you see it in their eyes when they get it when mm-hmm. you connect with the dog yes, and they understand and what they you're understand. saying. they understand. It's like awesome. Oh, that's great. Well, she'll help us with that a little later on this afternoon or, or this morning, whatever it is, or, you know, in some cities overnight. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what are you working on, Stacy? You know, you hear stories about dogs that get lost and then they miraculously, years later sometimes, come back home and miles later, you know, they go from one state to the next. What about a dog that just takes the bus on a daily basis and comes home every day after stopping at a poultry shop? I'll give you all the details coming up on Animal Radio. Oh, she always gets the good ones, doesn't she? I noticed Judy's a lot calmer since I gave her that dog toy to chew on. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Oh, very good. Thank you. What's going on in your world? Well, two things I wanted to say that you never mentioned before, but I'm sure you'll agree with. When I was younger, actually about late 20s, I had this spot in my living room that was a little bare, and I got the idea, you know what would be good there? A parrot. (laughs) So I went out and bought a cockatoo, thinking I'd get a nice cage, put a pretty parrot in it, and it'd be a good decoration. Boy, did I learn a lesson. I bet. Man, the attention those things need that I learned over the years and I bet there's still a lot of people who don't realize, especially a cockatoo. Yeah, and they'll outlive you, too, won't they? Yeah, yeah and, and it's like having a kid. At least with a the kid, they have a chance of going off and becoming like a football player or a rock star and supporting right. you in your... Yeah, very true, yeah. But but my question was, and I'm sure you get this sometimes, um, I know it's difficult, but have you ever heard of any suggestions to help with a cockatoo as far as the screaming goes? <laughs> 
Oh. oh yeah. Oh definitely. And Jim, I'm gonna I'm gonna chide you on this because a new lamp fills a space in your house, but the pet <laughs> does not. And <laughs> oh. exactly as far as um birds, um you know birds are some of the most needy pets out there. You know they're flock animals, they're social creatures, and if you were to come into my office and say, hey doc, I want to get a first bird for me. What species would you pick? Um, I would certainly not say a cockatoo, unless you had a lot of time to spend. Because sure. these guys, they do. They are like, we call them toddlers, because they do yeah. require constant attention, and they really need a lot of social stimulation, or they'll turn into little demons screaming, picking their feathers out so they look like a pluck pluck chicken and um so they really are not good starter birds to start with a little bird a little parakeet or a cockatiel might be the better beginner bird for someone yeah so, i learned that lesson <laughs> he's learned his lesson dr debbie yeah, he, Lay he off of him. just like you said he started picking his feathers and everything yeah, well, and I'm not trying to, you know, make him feel bad, but for other people that may be considering birds, we want to learn from, you know, other folks' mistakes. So, you know, right. definitely. Um, now, screaming is, it's a hard thing as far as in a parrot to correct. The better way we can deal with this is to prevent it. Um, so that's going to be a lot of making sure we've picked the right bird for our household and that we're providing the right stimulation. But to correct this, you know, we have to look at what is triggering the bird to uh, vocalize. And when they're screaming, you know, some birds are going to scream no matter what a couple times a day. That's kind of a natural bird behavior. We're not sure. going to stop this completely. Um, the thing is to find out what the bird is motivated, what is causing them to scream. And this can be when a When we leave the room, as long as we're in the room and the bird can see us, he's pretty good. But the uh-huh. minute we walk out of the room, he thinks, hey, you get back in here. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, he's just, in, in bird language, what he's doing is he's saying, hey, where you going? No, what, yeah. Hey! And, you uh-huh. know, a lot of times when birds scream and vocalize excessively, the human instinct is, shut up, quiet, uh-huh. don't know that. And, and you are actually responding in a way that actually rewards that behavior if you do that. Because um, right. any attention that you give a bird that screams in the situation, you're actually just feeding that behavior. They're happy you're just acknowledging them. They don't really care what you're saying or your tone or it's loud or quiet. So the, the real big thing there is we need to work on a lot of things environmentally. So a lot of times birds will do this kind of thing also because they're bored and they don't have a lot of other stimulation. So there may be some changes we do in the cage. Um, There's a a wonderful feeding method called forage feeding where we take away the food bowls and we teach the bird how to forage again like they do in the wild where they pick up the food from the floor and it actually gives them something to do so they don't just sit in a cage and wait for us to entertain them. Um, So that's one incorporation I like to do for a lot of different different behavior problems for birds. Um, but what we need to do, just like with dogs that excessively bark, is we have to find those opportunities when when the bird is quiet to reward her. And yep. we reward with attention. We speak to her, maybe give a food treat. And the trick is when we are vocalizing and screaming inappropriately, when we we don't want that behavior. You don't pay any attention. You don't make eye contact. You don't roll your eyes. You don't sigh. You don't yell at the bird. You can't even acknowledge it because any of that is actually feeding that. 
gotcha. and it actually can be very helpful for birds that that scream if we teach them something else to do besides screaming. So um, I have some clients that don't like their birds whistling, but it is something that can take the place of that screaming behavior. So you mm-hmm. start whistling and teaching them a ditty um, if they talk. That's an alternate behavior they can't do while they're screaming. Screaming. So we really work on that and try to get that together. And uh, you know, this is something that it can be daunting. <laughs> it can be yeah. more daunting to deal with a bird screaming, I think, than a barking dog. Um, because, right. you know, some species, they're, you know, Conyers and parrots. It hurts. It literally hurts the ears I at bet. times. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah. the lesson here is is if there's a bare spot in your living room, <laughs> right. perhaps not a cockatoo is uh, is the no, answer. No, no. Don't, don't think you're just getting something that's going to be simple at all. It, it doesn't work like that. Okay, Jim. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Okay, thank Good you luck very with that. Much. We appreciate it. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's amazing how similar the bird is to you know, to dogs. It's pretty. It's a lot of it, lot of similarities amazing. there. It is. It's all about attention. You know, our pets just want to be with us, and you know. You're smart, Doctor Debbie. You're so smart. Oh, you always is this Doctor Debbie time? Can I hear? No, it, it is. I'm, I'm serious, man. You're really smart. <laughs> you know, I want to mention while it is Doctor Debbie time that. Oh, okay. Your books. <laughs> Your books are really good. I, you know, I, you know, I figured, oh, she's writing some books. You know, everybody does, everybody tries it. You know, to to write a book. But your, uh, your books, I actually got them from Kindle, and I have an iPad. I don't have a Kindle, mm-hmm. and there's a brand new application for you folks that have iPads that want to read a Kindle book. But Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terrier, Shih Tzus, Pugs, and Mini Schnauzers: How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. Very educational, very fun, a lot of fun facts, and I encourage everybody listening to check them out. You were riveted to them. You I were just- was. I know. I, I was like, our Dr. Debbie wrote this? <laughs> so smart. A colleague of mine had said that, you know, yeah, I'm reading this book and I feel like you're just talking to me. That is truly kind of how I approached it is, is really, you know, what am I going to tell my friends? You know, how would I tell my friend who's thinking of getting a pug? What are the good and the bad things you got to know? So that's how it is. What do you think about when you're driving? Music? Sports? We think about nice, big, fluffy piles of insulation and filters and motor suspension and water projection and things like that. We are Bosch, and we are the quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S. You could say we wrote the book on quiet, and the next chapter is flexibility. Nearly every Bosch dishwasher now features a third rack that holds silverware and whisks and tongs and spatulas and increases your loading area up to 30%. How did we do it? Well, as we said, we're Bosch. We think about things like that. Come see what we've invented for you. See the complete line of Bosch dishwashers at Sears or visit Sears.com slash Bosch. Quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S. based on an average of sound ratings on major brands' websites. Major brands define as Trackline Top 10 Brands, March 2013. 30% more loading area compared to a Bosch dishwasher with two racks. My wife is uh, amazing. After 27 years of marriage, she's so full of energy and life. She's never lost that sparkle, you know? I'm a really lucky guy. My wife is 56, and she's just as gorgeous and vibrant today as she was on our wedding day. You know, after all these years, I can honestly say my wife is still the beautiful woman of my dreams. What's the secret the wives of these men are in on? It's Amberin, a leading formula for women over 40 that's clinically shown to help balance hormones and relieve symptoms of menopause, like hot flashes and low libido. Ambrin has helped thousands of women feel great and love their lives again. And right now, you can receive a free sample of Ambrin and find out how well it will work for you. 
Call now and ask for your free sample of Ambrin at 1-800-723-6755. That's 1-800-723-6755. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Call right now. 1-800-723-6755. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable. Dog father Joey Villani. He's actually not in today. He's, uh, <laughs> it's his birthday. I don't it get is? my, yeah, I don't get my birthday off. He's, uh, oh. what, is, what is he, 40, 48, 48? I think so. I think he's right around there, 47 or 48. Yeah, sounds about right. Well, I don't think he'd like us telling people his age. I think, <laughs> well, well, that's what he gets the, for not being for here. Not being here, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, that's what happens when you're not here. So, uh, how old is he mentally? Well, that's, you know, different story. I'm about 17. Yeah. He feels about the same. So, uh, no, that's, that's just same. messed up, man. You yeah. give yourself too I much don't get a, I don't get a grooming tip. I can't sleep all week. I know. How am I going to keep myself clean? I know. You'll have to take it up with him. He's a union guy, so I don't really mess with union guys. It's just a policy I'm sticking to. You know, I know you're all into this positive reinforcement stuff, Alan, and that's why I brought Mikkel Becker on. She's the daughter of Dr. Marty Becker, but she stands on her own right, so I don't want to just, I don't want people to know her as just the daughter of Dr. Marty Becker. She's a very smart, very talented person. She knows animals like nobody's business. Dad's a genius. Hey, Mikkel, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Where are we talking to you today? You said you're in Washington today visiting friends? I am. I'm down in Tri-Cities, Washington, visiting friends. They have three snakes, so (laughs) I have gotten gradually more comfortable with them, and I actually like them, and I used to be terribly afraid, so I'm getting there. They're making me more of a fan more and more every time I come. You're braver than I am. (laughs) I know. Mm -hmm. Last night, it was really funny. We were watching a movie, and you know they just hang out with their snakes on the couch and so i'm holding them like this is this is weird and they but it's really cool they sit and they watch tv and they're really they're actually very affectionate which is really surprising when you're around them for a while so how big are they I, they're pretty big the one is uh gosh probably about two feet long and the, the one of them is uh the first one it's actually from vietnam and it's, it's a sunbeam and so they're very rare uh so and it's very very affectionate and kind of wants to go up by your face and <laughs> kind of give you kisses so it's really odd Whoa. but yeah i'm i'm becoming a fan although i can't watch the the mice eating part and the rat eating part i just can't i can't handle that part but the yeah, rest of it i like no thanks, no thanks. <laughs> yeah no thanks on that i'll uh-uh. st- i'll stick with my little kitty for now at least so we, Al and I were just talking about positive reinforcement. The uh, the barking at the doorbell is w- probably one of the biggest problems that we have. Oh, gosh. And Bonkers. every time the doorbell goes off, Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, just goes absolutely crazy. Nuts. And I don't know how I can use reinforcement to uh, help me in that kind of situation. Well, so what's really important is for me, I have two pugs and I, I have a little home in uh, North Idaho. And I actually like it that they bark to alert me that someone is there. But what's important for me is that when I ask them to, then they can be quiet. And so yes. what, I've, what I've done is I've trained them to do a down stay at the door. So as soon as the doorbell rings, the barking ensues, which is fine. But then right away, I uh, get them to do a down stay right there at the door. And then they're quiet at that point. And so the rest of it's really quiet and calm and all of that. So the way that you train that is you, first of all, just train a dog to do a down stay 
you can use the mat area or if you just have a specific area you want them to be by the door, reinforce the heck out of that. So you practice without anybody there. Just do a basic downstay, lots of treats, lots of uh, petting, affection, things like that. Practice gradually opening the door, getting the dog really relaxed with that. Then you may introduce a family member outside of the door without the uh, knocking or without the doorbell ringing. Get them comfortable with that. And so you gradually get them to where you can have someone at the door and the dog can stay in that downstay until you release them. So it's become a really uh, great pattern for us with me and my pugs, but it's just being very consistent that the door only opens when they're doing their downstay. And so you just have to, to really um, have those boundaries there for your dog and reward the heck out of them for doing the right behavior that you do want. I love you. Oh, thank you. Yep. <laughs> She's talking about, you know, Helen and Judy, they don't, they don't come to me with any problems. They wait for somebody. Like, they have no respect for me, but I do everything you say. It's exactly what you do. Okay, okay, I have another question. I, I walk a big standard poodle, and when I go over to the house to get him, he mouths my hand, and his mouth is so big, he puts my hand in his mouth, and she's, and he snaps, and he wants to get my arms and my hands, and she said he really only does it, you know, he does it with other is people. Is he biting hard? No, no, no. He's not biting, he's no, just he's not mouthing. biting, he's okay. just mouthing, and he's greeting me by putting his hand, and I, I pull my hand away, and I just yell, you know, like, hey, and then I turn around. So actually, it's really funny. If you were to tell me you had a mouthing dog, I could, I would have actually guessed it was a poodle really? because mm-hmm. I have not met a poodle yet that doesn't mouth. A lot of them, that's a go-to behavior for them. And so it's really natural for them as poodles to want to mouth. Wow. What's, what's important with them is when they start to do the mouthing thing, sometimes even pulling your hand away is exciting for them. So the more excited <laughs> and uh, worked up they get, the more likely they're going to want to mouth. Uh-huh. So what, what I do, so if you're like walking through a door or a gate, or anything like that, wait for the dog to be in a sit. So you may even crack the door open just a peek. And if they're sitting, oh, what a good dog. And I would have your treats ready, especially when you're first training this, because they're going to be pretty excited and they're going to want to go right into that mouthing. And so you want to just reward them as you start to open the door or the gate and as they stay in that sit. But if they start to do the mouthing thing, then what you want to do is just stop and freeze like a statue and completely ignore because otherwise it's a really fun game for them. My hand Mm -hmm. in his mouth? Uh, so if a dog starts mouthing, I cross my arms and pull them in towards my, kind of just towards your body so you can keep them down low mm-hmm. and just freeze and look away and just wait for them to do something like with mm. even just turning their mouth away. And then that's when you start to reward the heck out of them. But practicing that and where you always freeze, but also you find what it is that you actually want to reward them for. And the dogs learn pretty fast. We are with the amazing Mikhail Becker. I'm sorry, Alan, did you have something there? Mikhail, do you ever, uh, you know what I like to do with dogs that, that, that put, I have two dogs that were putting their hands on their own. I just tell them, we turn around, instantly turn around and pay no attention to them. Then we'll wait 10, 15 seconds, turn around again and pay yeah, no absolutely. attention to them until they get totally calm. Definitely. So that's, that's where it's important. So like I have a three-year-old daughter and with her, it's important to use that reinforcement, but also sometimes you do have to have those little tiny timeouts with them. And so that's where withdrawing your attention, turning away if needed so that you, you signal to them, okay, that behavior doesn't work anymore to get my attention, but here's what does work. And also the other thing I didn't um, say, but for poodles or for dogs that are really mouthy, it really helps them if they have a bunch of toys right there by the door that you can redirect them to so they, that they have something to carry in their mouth because when they get nervous and worked up a lot of them want to carry something and just having a toy in their mouth is going to take that away altogether okay just stick it right in his face judy right in his face <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about cats can we even train cats who can train a cat i don't know anybody that can train cats 
absolutely. It's actually so much easier than you think. Did you know that you actually have a come one called as soon as you bring out that can opener? Have oh, you ever that? that's true. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Open that yeah. can and they come. Okay. You know, so you have the beginning of, of starting to train a cat, but what you want to do with them, cats actually sit quite frequently. And so what the three go-to behaviors that I have is I train a cat to target, I train a cat to sit, and I train a cat to come uncalled. And if you have those three basics, you're going to help eliminate a lot of behavior problems and give you a better way to interact with your cat. And you can do this with just their normal meal. So sometimes I do like just the canned cat food or a little bit of tuna on the end of a spoon. And then you may just start whenever the cat naturally sits, you can mark it with a good or sometimes if you want to use a clicker, you can use that or even the end of a ballpoint pin. So uh, you just click it or say good and then you give them a little lick of the treat and then move it back up again and reset them and then wait for another sit. And so eventually these cats are like, oh, wow, this is really amazing because whenever I sit, all of a sudden I get these great treats. So that's one of the great ways to do it. And also with the come called how we were mentioning with the can opener, so the can opener, it's not going to be likely that you're going to be carrying a can opener with you all the time. Although. Uh, oh, do you need a cat? <laughs> 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 yeah. All great information. Mikkel Becker joining us. The website is vetstreet.com. You're hooked up with them now. I have a question. Yeah, go ahead, sir. I have a question. Uh, Mikkel, uh, what's it like at your house for Thanksgiving? You know, you and your dad sitting around the table. You know, what do you guys talk about over there? Oh, my gosh. Well, we love talking about the pugs. The pugs are our favorite. So it's not unusual for us to have eight, ten dogs around the dinner table for Thanksgiving. So it stays pretty busy where we're at. That's for sure. Do you have any, you know, relatives that are just, they, they have these unreasonable, unmanageable pets and, that, and they don't listen to you guys at all and it's frustrating? Oh, yes. That's, that's absolutely for sure. And it's so, it's so true that the dogs and the cats are so much easier to uh, communicate with sometimes than the pet parents. And and it's hard. It's really hard. And actually, one of the things I found that people get the most upset with um, from training in the veterinary hospital is when people hear that their pet is overweight. And it's it's hard because you have to tell them that because you want the pet to be healthy. Uh, but it's uh, it's rather insulting yeah. and it's hard. Yes. So that that part yes. is tough for sure. But is, isn't uh, it isn't it like talking with some people talking about their pets is like talking about religion? I mean, they take yep. it so personally. Religion or politics. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. And a lot of people, it's that's the um, problem, too. A lot of people research online, and so they find things, and some of those things don't, don't have uh, very much justification from a scientific uh, training standpoint. And so you're like, okay, I, I really don't think that's going to work, but yeah, you can try it. But I, what I found is trying to reinforce the pet parents has been very helpful. So when they're doing what I want them to do, then... Oh, you're training I'm them, too, to yes. Them. I'm training them too. I haven't figured out how to train a man yet, but oh, it's very easy. Very easy. Just give him the remote whenever he does what you want. This is Animal Radio. My wife is uh, amazing. After 27 years of marriage, she's so full of energy and life. She's never lost that sparkle, you know. I'm a really lucky guy. My wife is 56, and she's just as gorgeous and vibrant today as she was on our wedding day. You know, after all these years, I can honestly say my wife is still the beautiful woman of my dreams. What's the secret the wives of these men are in on? It's Ambrin, a leading formula for women over 40 that's clinically shown to help balance hormones and relieve symptoms of menopause, like hot flashes and low libido. Ambrin has helped thousands of women feel great and love their lives again. 
And right now, you can receive a free sample of Ambrin and find out how well it will work for you. Call now and ask for your free sample of Ambrin at 1-800-723-6755. That's 1-800-723-6755. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Call right now. 1-800-723-6755. 1-800-723-6755. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-645-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-645-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as 19 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-645-MYTV. 1-855-645-MYTV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-645-MYTV. 1-855-645-MYTV. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Colorado man in a heap of trouble for drunk driving, but he was drunk while he was riding his horse. The University of Colorado police say 45-year-old Patrick Schumacher was taken into custody in Boulder right after police officers found him on top of a horse visibly intoxicated. Schumacher was apparently riding his steed 600 miles to his brother's wedding in Utah. Wonder when is it? Like next year or what? He told authorities he had decided to travel by horse after he lost his driver's license. Hmm, wonder how that happened. A search of his saddlebag turned up several beer cans and a small pistol. After spending the night in jail, he was released from custody, reunited with his horse so he could continue on his trek. A woman in Italy says her dog has learned how to navigate the city bus routes in Genoa all by himself. The owner told the local that 12-year-old Camillo has been riding the bus since he was a puppy. Now he spends his days riding around town and getting off at the stops where he knows he'll find a treat. Camillo's owners say the pooch is always taking the bus to a local poultry shop. That's where he gets a few handouts, and then he comes home by the end of the day. Animal behavior expert Luigi Bottini explains that Camillo isn't really plotting out his bus routes, but instead he's using familiar smells and sights to figure out when to get in on and off the bus. Camilla's owner says she's ordered a camera for his collar so she can see exactly what the four-legged traveler does on his adventures. She also should send him with a list so he can get a whole chicken and bring it home instead of just, you know, a piece here and there. Well, the list is out for the most dog-friendly cities. Now, to make the list, these things were taken into consideration. Vet costs, how much it costs to go to your vet, the number of dog parks within the city, and walkability how easy it is to get around the city and navigate it with your dog. All right, here are the top five cities. Number one, Portland, Oregon. Number two, Miami, Florida, followed by Seattle, Washington, and Minneapolis. You know, it's a broken record. Mississippi alligator record has been broken for the third time. According to the Clarion Ledger, a hunter named Dalco Turner bagged the longest male alligator in Mississippi record books. The gator reportedly measured 13 feet, 6.5 inches, 
also tipped the scales at 741.5 pounds. That broke the record that was over 13 pounds. Uh, Turner says he and a team of hunters first spotted the gator late at night. However, they didn't think he was big enough to go after. They later decided to go after him, getting three hooks and lines on the gator. Turner says the gator broke the lines three separate times before they were able to capture him. Last week, the record was broken two other times with that 723-pound gator and a 727-pound gator. They just keep getting bigger. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Musicians, over 700 products representing over $40 million of inventory, all marked down to move in just a few short days. Now through Tuesday, it's Guitar Center's Gearathon Savings Event. Score drastic discounts on guitars, drums, keyboards, recording equipment, and DJ and lighting gear from top manufacturers like Fender, Gibson, Martin, Taylor, Yamaha, Korg, Shure, Pearl, Zildjian and more. It's all priced to move by Tuesday night. Plus, play now, pay later with our best financing offer ever. Guitar Center's Girathon Savings Event. Don't miss it. Go on, sweetie. Jump to Dad. I'm not sure, Daddy. The water's cool. There are moments in life that cause us to hesitate. Jump right here. Uh, okay. Here I come. I got you. Good job. I did it. That was fun. But once we take action, we're really glad that we did. If you're thinking about selling your home, don't hesitate. Interest rates are low and buyers are in the market. Every market's different. Call a Realtor today and visit Realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Can I go to the bathroom? Yes, I'll be please. Right back. Go to the bathroom. Go to, go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. You don't have to hold up your hand any anymore to do that. I'll be right back. Okay. I'm going yeah. to the bathroom. I'll okay. be right you back. Go, I'm you go right now. Sitting there with the rip. I'm going to be in there with the Ripley's book. If you need me, I'm in. Okay. There Alan's heading to the bathroom and is brought to you by John Paul Pets Awapuchi Shampoo and Awapuchi Conditioning Rinse for a great shine, as well as John Paul Pets Oatmeal Shampoo and Full Body and Paw Wipes to moisturize and soothe. I think there's a there's some of those in the bathroom too. Yes, there so are. I want to use one of those, Alan. <laughs> it's available in special box sets at Petco. John Paul Pet tested on humans first. I know. I Perhaps like Alan. <laughs> well, you got to be human, Hal. Oh, are we ready to go to the phone? Let's oh, go to the phone line two. Come so. on, what are you waiting for? <laughs> I don't know what I was waiting for there. Uh, let's see. We're going to Clifford. Hey, Clifford, how are you? Hi, thanks for my call. What's going on? I have an eight month old. 
female labradoodle that is the most pickiest eater imaginable. This dog turns okay. down steak. We hmm. took her. We took her to the vet to see if maybe she had a blockage, and she she was fine. But what she'll do is she'll eat something for one or two days. She's not eating it anymore. We change it to something else. She'll eat it for a few days. She doesn't want it anymore. I can't find anything consistent that she'll eat. Three days max. That's it. Hmm, that's very interesting because we tend to see that behavior more in the, the little diva dogs, <laughs> the little small toy dogs for a labradoodle. I don't know a, a good respecting uh, doodle that wouldn't eat just about anything. So well, for me... the funny part, she'll take it from my hand. She'll eat almost anything from my hand. She'll eat fruit, apples, anything from my hand. Mm-hmm. But for her to sit, you know, for her to go over to her bowl and eat, mm-hmm. she doesn't like to do that. Okay. Well, some of the, the strategies we have with picky eaters, and this is always after we've eliminated medical causes of uh, failure to eat. So, you know, assuming she's a young gal, she's probably in good health, making sure she's dewormed and your vet's, you know, uh, comfortable with that. I would tend to say that there's a lot of things that we can do to make mealtime more dramatic. And for some dogs, as we're starting to get them to eat regularly, we just have to be cautious because we can really set a perpetual cycle of a a dramatic eating experience so that some people will get down on the floor. Come on, baby. Come on, please. Eat this little bitch. Come on for daddy. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Deb. I will. Not to interrupt you, but a friend of mine made this suggestion. He had a lab that was like that. And he said, do not feed that dog anything for four days. Nothing. Whatever Mm -hmm. you put down then, it'll eat like a wolf forever. Give it all well, the that, water it wants, but feed it nothing before it is. Well, I'm a tough mom, and I would tend to say my dogs, that is the strategy I take. Um, but if she is getting accustomed to eating from your hand and she's preferring that, you know, you might not be making the baby goo sounds, but you are actually becoming part of the feeding experience. So, yes. Exactly. So by making uh, you kind of the uh, the middle link for her feeding experience, that could be actually making things worse. So, yeah, I would tend to say mm-hmm. put it down. And I would like to see this dog eating a good quality dog food. Not that Stop. steak's not a good thing, but uh, I think that um, for nutri- nutrition, making sure she's in good health. Now, there are some dogs that will be picky eaters that can actually have food allergies. So that can be one component of them not wanting to eat is because as they eat, they get just like a person who's lactose intolerant. They may get gassiness. They may feel pressure, bloating, and that can make them not want to eat in the future. So might be something to look at a hypoallergenic diet, something geared for pets that are sensitive uh, with sensitive stomachs, and that might help. Um, and then I'm, I'm sure the, the lack of drama will go a long way in, in well, getting her to exactly eat. exactly what I've done for her. I've given her allergenic food. I mean, she'll eat most anything we give her. We only give her quality stuff. We don't give her any garbage. I mean, I really don't. I don't feed her from the table. You know, just uh, maybe a little piece of a snack. That's it. Nothing, nothing much. The whole thing, when I said feed her from my hand, just to get her started, like, here, taste this, and once she tastes it, then I just walked in. What's going on? What's going on? Because I just walked in. What what was his problem? His dog won't eat? Yeah. She's just incredibly picky. She'll eat eat the same thing maybe twice, three times max, and then she doesn't want it again for at least a month until she's totally forgot what it tastes like, and then, then maybe she'll eat it again for a day or two. 
so I'm constantly switching switching food on. Well, it's it's interesting. Refusing. It's really it's really interesting to listen to you. Really interesting because Dr. Debbie said you got to rule out all medical causes. That's the first thing you do. We but do when that. I listen to you talk, I talk to a lot of folks just like you. They love their dogs. Their dogs yeah. are a member of the family. They just they just they they coddle their dogs. They hover over their dogs. They worry about their dogs. And in reality. Their dogs are in charge of them. Their dogs run the show. Your dog is in charge of you. We live in our dog's house. Yeah, you <laughs> see, the, the fact that you say that tells me that you can't solve your problem. Exactly. So we could talk to you for a long, long time about how to solve the problem, but you're not going to do it because you like that your dog runs the house. Yeah, but I'm and a that's tough, fine. Tough guy. I mean, if, if you tell me don't feed her for three days and then put food down, I'll do it. I'm not going to tell I'm, you not to feed her I for three really days. I'm really sick and tired of uh, her picky eating. I mean, I'm really okay. tired. Well, if you're really sick and if you're really sick and tired of it, don't do it anymore. Just take a deep breath, put her food down, okay, and just walk away. Leave it there 20 minutes and take it away. Don't talk to her. Don't look at her. Nothing. If you want to give her a treat for being a good dog, put it in her food dish and walk away. Don't make any big deal about feeding her. Don't talk to her. Don't look at her. Don't give her any attention. As soon as she figures out that you're not going to change her food, you're not going to be feeding her from your hand anymore, you're not going to be coddling and hovering over her to make sure that she eats and paying all this attention to her when she doesn't, she'll start eating. Okay. I will give it a try. But how should how long should you go, Alan, if they don't eat? I mean, sometimes they won't eat. You know what? A dog will eat when a dog is hungry. I have never seen, unless there's a medical problem like Deb was talking about or a food allergy or something that is making the dog physically ill, I don't think there's a dog on this planet that's not going to eat when it's hungry. It is a survival instinct. And when a dog is hungry, unless she's afraid to eat and you're freaking her out, you know, like like uh, as soon as she goes for the bowl, you make loud noises and shoot guns over her head and act like a lunatic. There's not a dog alive who's not going to eat when they're hungry. It's just it's people who cause these problems. People cause these problems. Exactly. And, you know, I, one other point I want to make is that structure in the schedule for dogs who have these kind of problems are very important. So just like Alan said, setting the food down, making it a consistent time and a place, and even a special place, and, and letting that be the dog's dining area, really very important. And the other thing that I always like to encourage is increasing the physical activity. Um, mm-hmm. I see this in my own home. I do have a fussy eater, but I've said before, I'm a no-drama mama, and I will not take that. So what I do is I get him out, I go for a run with him. I'll guarantee yep. you, once we get back, he will go to that bowl and say, I'm hungry, because we've expected more calories, his drive to eat is going to be stronger. So that can be one other component that you can really look at there, Clifford, and, and to try to help her. And that's a great rule of thumb, Clifford. A, a happy dog is a tired dog. In general, every day a Labradoodle, at least 30 minutes of, of intense activity, fetching, running. I mean, you exhaust that dog, you bring that dog in and put food in front of your dog and walk away, that dog is going to eat the food. Trust me. Happy dog is a tired dog. In general, every day a Labradoodle, at least 30 minutes of, of intense activity, fetching, running. I mean, you exhaust that dog, you bring that dog in and put food in front of your dog and walk away, that dog is going to eat the food. Trust me. I'm going to definitely try exactly what you said as far as put the food down for 20 minutes. She doesn't eat it, take it back up, or, or 
should I leave it down? No, well, you want to pick it up. Just remember, like Deb said, st- a schedule. The same time okay. every day. If you feed her once or twice a day, the same time every day. And it's funny, again, what you said. I noticed that when we come back, she drinks her what You notice everything. And because you're so focused on every aspect of your dog's behavior, uh, you're giving her so much attention without even realizing. You should have somebody film you. You know, during the day. And I think you'll be amazed at what you see. You're probably paying more attention to your dog than you ever have to your wife. <laughs> True. Good. But if my wife wanted me to throw a ball across the living room and she would chase it, I'd gladly do it for her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clifford, I hope some of those ideas help you out today. And let I us will. know. Give us, give us a call back if you're still having trouble. Toll free, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. So funny. You called him out. <laughs> oh, I know what he's doing. I've seen it a million times. I see it around here all the time. I have, I have neighbors, people that come over, they want help. I go to their house. I go, I can't help you. They get mad. <laughs> I can't help you because you're not going to do what it takes. I mean, you're just pretending. You're a pretender. I call them pretenders. You know, they're talking to me. The dog's on the lap, you know, and the couch, and they're petting the dog. You know, they stop petting the dog, and the dog makes them pet it again. They don't even know what's going on. But, you know, this goes into a whole other realm in my field where people will say their dogs are picky eaters, but they're Mm -hmm. overweight. And they say, Mm -hmm. we can't get them to eat anything, but we can't get them to lose weight. And it's kind of the same thing that they know what the problem is, but talking about it is more, you know. People are nuts. You know, my grandmother, a perfect example, my grandmother, when I lived with my grandmother, I'd come home, she would say, ugh. She cooked all the time. She would say, I would start eating. She'd go, oh, you know, you're getting fat. You gotta, you gotta watch what you're eating. So then she'd put cake in front of me and I wouldn't touch the cake and she'd go, what's the matter? You don't like my cake? (laughs) (laughs) Sure you're not Jewish? I am Jewish. That's it. I mean, it was like insanity. It's pure insanity. That's, and that's what people do to dogs. The same thing. There's plenty of ways to get in touch with us here at the Dream Team, by the way. You can do it through the Animal Radio app. This is a free download for your smartphone, your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, your iPad. Not only can you listen to the shows, visit all our resources, but you can ask questions of Dr. Debbie, Alan Cable, Joey Volani, and Joey Turner right from the app. You guys see that really great story? There's a good story? Really great dog story. You know, I'm always searching the internets. For the finest in dog activity. Always looking. And there was a great dog story. I'm, st- I'm sure Stacy's got it. What is it? Well, basically, it's about a dog that, uh, that these people had a babysitter. And every time the babysitter would come in, the dog would get very aggressive. And so they got suspicious. And they put a recording device underneath the couch cushion. And turns out that the babysitter was abusing their child. And the dog was trying to protect. Oh, the child. So it's sort of a good story, but it, there's, it's, it's a, great it's a bittersweet story. story. No, it's a great story because who knows how much damage this jerk could have done to their kid if that dog hadn't have stepped in. And if they hadn't have been smart enough, the whole point, they were smart enough to observe the dog's behavior and understand that something wasn't right. A lot of people, they don't observe their dog's behavior. It just goes right over their head. They don't notice things because they're not looking. Your dog is always looking for leadership from you, so they always look at you. And if they don't see that leadership, it makes them crazy. toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. Don't forget, you can download the Animal Radio app for your iPhone or Android. It is a free download, and ask your questions directly from the app. 
you know, some of you don't want to be harassed by us. So. <laughs> we don't harass people. <laughs> well, they don't want to be I don't spots. harass people. Yeah. Hey, you had that one question last week you mentioned. It was that lengthy Yeah, email. Well, you know, it was so lengthy that I just, I don't know that it was radio friendly. That it I wrote it to. I wrote her a big response. Yeah. Did you see my response? Yeah, it was a long response, as big as the letter. Well, because I want to help her, and hopefully she didn't say thank you. They never write back and say, hey, thanks. Nothing. Nothing. I get nothing. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that not only can they ask their questions by calling one 405 8405 but you actually answer all your emails. and sp- You actually respond to the to the Nigerian uh, offers for hundreds of millions of oh, dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk, I, I, am, I was going to tell you I was leaving Animal Radio. Either I'm going to Mars to live forever, yes. you know, I'm taking the test, Yes. or I'm going, you know, to meet with the king in Nigeria because they're going to give me 32 billion bucks and I'm a <laughs> prince now. So so I'm out of here. Later. Bye-bye. Let's go to Leslie. Hey, Leslie, how are you doing? Good. What's going on with your pet today? Well, it's not It's my pet that I'm calling about. needed to get some assistance with a neighbor of ours. The bachelor, never been married, uh, probably approaching 70 years old, finding great um, entertainment and joy in buying kibble and leaving it out for the skunks and the raccoons, and we're in the neighborhood. <sighs> oh. Wow. Yeah. wow. And, um, I have tried to convince him. I've told him the statistics that have epidemic skunk population in our county, that they carry rabies, um, the raccoons. He has cats indoor outdoor cats um but he just gets this fascination um he's named the little skunks and their babies that they bring around each night you know just when it's starting to turn dark and uh we're smelling skunks all the time spraying you know outside and we've got two dogs that we let out at night in our yard and uh i i just wondered if you have any suggestions about what we could say that might get through to this man that just thinks that there's no harm in feeding the wildlife. Wow. I, for a minute, I thought you were going to ask me some medical questions about a 70-year-old man, and I thought, gosh, this this show is crazy. Everyone's asking for human yeah. medical advice. I'm just trying to give you the full picture. You know, he's, okay. he's lonely. Um, okay. He doesn't have a lot of friends, and these animals are his friends. Mm-hmm. They gotcha. think it's very entertaining to see them come to his back door each evening. I think the skunks usually come first, and the raccoons kind of keep their distance, and then the raccoons come and eat when the skunks are finished, and it's the nightly regimen that goes on there, and he tells my husband about it. doesn't mention it to me too much because he knows that uh, I usually give him some flack about it, but I and nothing has worked. So I thought, you know what? Maybe somebody at Animal Radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, God bless the you. Right direction, and I don't Aww. know what to do. It's, uh. Yeah, well, and it's definitely a huge concern because as long as he's feeding these critters, they're going to keep coming back, and, and that's exactly. going to pose, you know, all the risks that you've mentioned. Absolutely. So um, we really need to work at. So I would kind of feel like sometimes working with folks with animals and some of our attachments to animals, even wildlife, um, it sometimes kind borders on psychology here so um, I'm not a psychologist so I, I, I'll premise that by saying that um, you know I know animals I don't know people but I can tell you that sometimes that attachment to animals can be so extreme that even sensible information just is just dismissed right. um, so all your good advice may not um, ever sink into his head so a couple directions that I can tell you that I've used for folks in similar situations sometimes more in like the hoarding situations um, one is to get the local, um, either the wildlife department or 
animal control involved. Sometimes someone with a badge coming up and saying, hey, we're having a problem with wildlife. Um, there are children in the area. This risk is established. They can throw statistics at him. That might be one thing you could do. The other, um, sometimes looking for a substitute, almost like a surrogate animal. So he's already got cats that he feeds. Um, but if he likes little critters that run around, um, you know, perhaps it's a barter system, maybe a family member or a friend of his, we could work with them to say, hey, why don't we get you something cool? You know, maybe um, I'll spring for a guinea pig. If you want to have something to feed and to adore and to pet, um, that's cute and it's got little beady eyes, <laughs> um, then, you know, maybe that might be a way of kind right. of trying to find um, a replacement because there really is a psychological kind of um, need for a lot of this behavior for some people if they're not, um, you know, responding to kind of what would seem like rational information um, to try to help them not do that. So in, in the meantime, I would have to ask, are, are the critters becoming a problem on your property or is it just you're just being well, proactive? Well, um, we've tried to plug up all the holes on our property in the fence area where we let our dogs out. Um, because years ago we had a problem with skunks coming on and we realized they are good diggers and so we've tried to put um, pieces of broken concrete or stepping stones or things that they can't dig under. And you, you know the things you can do in your yard, um, definitely making things, areas inaccessible. I, I like that you're doing that with either wiring wire fence or blocks. Um, but you know, these guys generally, they're, most of them are active at night so mm-hmm. ways you can make it less appealing for them at night would be to put a motion activated um, backyard, um, like a halogen light out there. We so, have that. Um, so that would go off. And, and yeah. really, I mean, I'm talking like intense lights. So you might have to get oh. multiple fixtures, things like that, or even the motion activated, uh, sprinkler systems that go off when a critter kind of breaches the electronic eye. Right. Those might be things that you can do. And, and then sometimes, um, you know, just the, um, using ammonia, um, environmentally kind of in some areas that can kind of keep these guys away. So, okay. I, you know, you can try that, but yeah, you might have to get some other wildlife, uh, authorities involved to really really kind of have an intervention with this gentleman next door. My best wishes to you there. That that is a daunting challenge, Leslie. For your suggestions. I appreciate it. And if worse comes to worse, we can send Joey Volani over there. (laughs) (laughs) He'll take care of it. Boy, that just really blew by today. It was an amazing show. I want to thank Miguel Becker for joining us. Also, uh, what was his name from? um, Edward Meyer. Edward Meyer. I should remember that. Yes, you should. He's on every year, Hal. Thanks, guys, for joining us on Animal Radio. Don't forget to download the Animal Radio app and visit us over at AnimalRadio.com. And if you have a Yorkshire Terrier or a Shih Tzu or a Pug or a Mini Schnauzer, let me tell you, the owner's manual is written by our very own Dr. Debbie. And you can check out her new books, Yorkshire Terriers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friends, Shih Tzus, Pugs, and Mini Schnauzers. I just realized you can see these Kindle books on your iPad now. You just figured that out, I just figured that out. Very good, Hal. Did Ladybug show that to you? She did. She's so smart. (laughs) We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Have a great week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye. This is Animal Animal Radio Radio. Network. Network.